This week on the Federalist Radio Hour. Is some of this the inevitable consequence of this sort of advancement of technology that shrinks the globe and ties us all together in ways that are very easy for anybody who comes to power? Subscribe to The Federalist on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Dana Lash here for ARC Seeds. There's a growing sense of instability and uncertainty. Gas, housing, everyday items are way up. Uh, Food prices have the nation reeling. The ability to grow your own healthy food is on almost everybody's mind. So this is why I want to tell you about ARC Seed Kits. You can visit ARC, A-R-K, ARCSeedKits.com and enter code Dana to receive 10% off. Now ARC Seed Kits, it's a non-GMO seed company. It's family owned and they provide heirloom seeds for across the nation for over 13 years. They want to make sure every home in America has the ability to grow and harvest its own food. Now, these are the highest quality heirloom seeds. They arrive in a sustainable container offering long-term and short-term storage. And they also bring seed-saving knowledge and food preparedness to you and your community. You can get seeds for vegetables and herbs. They have 50,000 organically grown seeds in each kit. Talking corn, watermelon, cucumbers, lettuce, beans, tomatoes, all kinds of stuff designed to grow new nutrient and calorie dense vegetables and fruits to sustain any home at any time. So, and they can be harvested and regrown year after year. You guys know how heirloom seeds work, right? Chaz Chop in Portland didn't. So visit Arc Seed Kits and enter Dana to get your 10% discount code and be on your way to food and economic security, helping you and your family and your community. It's a limited time offer. Visit arcseedkits.com, A-R-K, and order your seed kits and save 10% today. Mr. Oz, I do want to clarify something. You're saying tonight that you support fracking, that you've always supported fracking, but there is that 2018 interview that you said, quote, I don't support fracking at all. So how do you square the two? Oh, uh, I, I, I do support fracking, and I don't, I don't, I support fracking, and I stand, and I do support fracking. Wow. That wasn't the only thing that sounded just uh, a little off from last night with the Oz Fetterman debate. Um, we have a lot of audio for you today, so let's, let's throw you a couple little more tidbits here. As Lieutenant Governor, you're running for a seat that could decide the balance of power in Washington. What qualifies you to be a U.S. Senator? You have 60 seconds. Hi. Good night, everybody. I'm running to serve Pennsylvania. He's running to use Pennsylvania. Uh, So that was a really rough debate. Really rough debate. That (laughs) the Pennsylvania debate. It was bad. It was bad. We got a lot of sound today. In fact, I was trying to keep the rundown really kind of open because we've got so much audio to hit today from the debate from the Biden soundbites yesterday, and then, of course, today even as well. I mean, it's just a lot. Welcome to the show. Uh, Dana Lesh here. Good to be with you. Dealing with a little technical difficulty. My wireless earbuds constantly keep breaking. So, yeah, they just keep falling apart. Uh, anyway, yay. So, if you, so we're, I'm dealing with that. So, uh, bear with me. We have a skeleton crew. So, we just have, it's just me and just Kane and just Juan. It's just us. So, uh, anyway, I appreciate you guys hanging in there with me. So, the debate last night, which I watched, so you didn't have to. Did you watch it, Kane? Did you watch some of it? Oh, yeah. It was, it was rough. Oh, it was one of the roughest debates I've ever seen. Yeah, that's more accurate. Just rough would be kind of an underestimate of what went on. 
Yeah, because you had Fetterman who couldn't answer anything. And I have some of the media reaction to this, too, because they were all in on this ableism stuff. And I want to get to all of that. But I mean, it's just, you know, it's just the it's just the Senate. No big deal. Right. Just the Senate. What? It's a huge deal. You're such an ableist, though. What? Yeah, you're such an ableist. That's you know, you're just an ableist. That's what we were told. That's what we've reliably been told. So it was only an hour, but it seemed like five because it was really difficult to watch. Even if you really dislike Fetterman, which I do, I dislike him personally because I think he's a louse. I think he's lazy. I think anybody who gets paid an allowance from their parents well into their 50s doesn't deserve to hold elected office. So I have a a number of problems with him anyway. But that's separate from him being a stroke victim and recovering from a stroke. And it has no bearing on my... And I think he's a horrible politician. I think he represents the most extreme, ridiculous policies on the left. Him having a stroke doesn't mean I can't criticize that. You don't get a get-away-from-criticism stroke pass. That's not how this works. If you're running for elected office, you're going to be criticized for your positions. If you're running for elected office, you're going to be criticized for your ability to clearly or not, or, or your inability to clearly articulate your viewpoints. Because a lot of the Senate is debate. You get on the damn floor and you debate these issues. That's what so much of this is. That's why it is incredibly important. It's not just whether or not someone can can administer and oversee policy. It's not whether someone can, oh, well, they can uh, implement policy well. They have to actually defend this stuff on the Senate floor. Do people not know how government works? They debate this stuff. So, yeah, being unable to clearly articulate your viewpoint is a major problem. Here's another major problem. Democrats are so damn desperate to win this seat that they will callously exploit a recovering stroke victim in the middle of his recovery by forcing him through a a very stressful, very hectic, very confusing election cycle. It is outright abusive. And all of these people who pretended that they had any kind of moral stance at all whatsoever to, to be offended in the first place when I, made, when I said accurately what I said and meant a thousand percent about the race in Georgia with Herschel Walker, all those people think this is okay. I mean, that's, that's, that's crazy. Absolutely crazy. I mean, it was just, there were so many uncomfortable moments in this Um I mean, like right when he came out, he started, I mean, you guys heard, I mean, he came out and he's immediately like, well, good night, everybody. His answer on fracking was insane. No, I'm just because I'm going through my, I made notes. I, his answer on fracking was his answer on Medicare. Actually, no, his answer on Oz's position on Medicare was crazy. A, a, and then a, f- when he was like, my doctoral believes I'm fit to be serving. By the way, uh, that doctor that he mentioned, and it's only six, go ahead. Th- this guy that he mentioned, I didn't get to say earlier, but he's, he's a major, one of his major campaign donors. The guy he's mentioning here. So that's, yeah, go ahead and play it's six seconds. Just to remind the folks. Uh, yeah, again, my Dr. L believes that I'm fit to be serving, and that's what I believe is where I'm standing. Was he saying my Dr. L? Yeah. That's just what it sounded like. 
Yeah, my my yeah. Was he saying my doctor? Oh, I don't understand what he was saying there. Or my doctoral. Yeah, I don't understand what he was. I, I I'm like thinking of it in my mind because the doctor I don't think had his. I don't think his name started with an L. I don't think his name started with an L. So I I'm just I don't know. I want to also hit this audio soundbite six because this is exactly what I'm talking about. Democrats have tried to use this as a way to say you can't criticize him, you can't criticize him, you can't criticize him. Listen to this. And let's also talk about the elephant in the room. I had a stroke. He's never let me forget that. And like a penalty? I might miss some words during this debate, mush two words together, but it knocked me down, but I'm going to keep coming back Dude, up. it's more than and like mushing two words together. Me. He keeps going, well, I've had a stroke. He doesn't let me forget it. No, I don't think voters should forget. You're talking about legislation that impacts them for the rest of their lives. Voters have the, uh, have the absolute right and authority to ask whether or not Fetterman is fit to hold elected office. And I think you could tell by the debate last night, holy hell, he's not. It has nothing to do, there's no, he acts like by, by using or by citing the fact that he can't even articulate a viewpoint, he looks confused, he's literally in the middle of st- a st- recovery from a stroke for which he was hospitalized extensively. And he, you're not, he acts like, so I don't feel bad for him because he acts like he's entitled to the seat. He acts like he's, he's a thousand percent entitled to the seat and he's not. You don't get to, no one owes you a seat. You're not owed a seat. And you don't get to be like, well, you can't criticize me because I've had a stroke. I can't speak because I've had a stroke. I mean, I can't. You know, I'm totally fine. The doctor who's one of my major campaign donors released a letter that wasn't a medical record that said I'm totally clear. He says, standing on a stage, reading a computer monitor very slowly because he can't process the words that are spoken, which is literally everything you're going to be doing in the Senate when you're debating different amendment or different uh, pieces of legislation. They have every right. Listen to some of the media headlines on this. They're all in on the ableism. Uh, this was from, uh, here just some. These are like major publications. Oz Fetterman debate discourse shows our discomfort with disability. The GOP's ableist targeting of John Fetterman. Politics, disability, and John Fetterman. Stroke survivors find connection in Fetterman-Oz debate. They were already trying to, to set up the lowered expectations before this debate even happened. You had one of the people out there going, well, at least he's not Poot Buttigieg, which that's not a defense, man. That's not a defense. New York Times was pleading with voters to please make allowances for their disadvantage. Please make allowances for our, he's, he has trouble communicating. He has trouble understanding things. These aren't just verbal stumbles either. There are questions as to whether or not his, his issue is way more serious considering some of the other procedures that he's had, uh, heart procedures he's had done. So they were trying to, so you're telling me that you're supposed, that voters in Pennsylvania are supposed to just lower because they're not worth it, lower their expectations because they don't deserve better. This guy deserves the seat. We have to hand it to him because he's owed he's owed the seat. Democrats act like John Fetterman is owed the seat more than voters in Pennsylvania are owed a competent representative in the Senate. That's a major problem. We're going to come back to this because I'm telling you what this it was just wild. The spin on this. Listen to this. This is from Axios. I'm sorry. I have I have so many of these. Can I have one more? This is what Axios said. This is their actual quote today, this morning. 
A senior Democratic official in Pennsylvania told Axios, quote, I wish Fetterman was in a better place to clap back. Overall, I argue it wasn't great for us, but still a draw. Remember in these next few weeks that Oz's campaign is spending tens of millions of dollars against a man with a major medical condition. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it it wasn't a draw. I don't know what they were watching. It wasn't a draw. Not at all. I thought it wasn't a major medical condition, though. And he he was recovering just fine. I mean... I just, I just, man, I don't know. Running, so, and, and by the way, he, there, he's complaining about campaign ads. Apparently it's ableist to run campaign ads. It's ableist to point out that your opponent can't actually, I mean, the audio is insane. I'm going to come back because I don't want to spend the whole first segment on this, but oh my gosh, I could just telling you I could. Uh, the other thing, oh my gosh. So Biden's get, what is this? Booster three. Is this the third booster? Is it the fourth or the third? Maybe it is the third. Or fourth? Hell, I don't know. He's already had a thousand of them and he still got it. But I thought the pandemic was over. If the pandemic was over, why the hell is he getting boosted again? He's been out there pushing this stuff. We're going to talk to Robert Malone, uh, Dr. Robert Malone a little bit later, uh, because he's he's first off, everybody can get a $20 coupon to get boosted. Did you see also see the headline that Pfizer is going to start charging? It's like $120 a shot that you're going to be mandated to get. They want you to they want to mandate that you pay $120 to get what is not a vaccine. I mean, they could, you know, urinate in a syringe. It's, I mean, you know, I'm just saying, I'm not saying they're doing that, but at this point, he's like, yeah, you can get some grocery coupons if you get vaccinated. Here you get $20 voucher. Awesome. What are the medical bills going to be if they have any kind of, you know, adverse reactions since there's no funding for that? I've done a deep dive on this already several times on air and also on my newsletter, chapter and verse over at Substack. So what's that going to be like? I thought it was over. We're going to talk about that. Also coming up, oh my gosh, this sound. I have so much sound. Guys, he he was talking about airlines. You're going to need to help unpack this soundbite with me. I'm going to need everyone to be forensic audiologists here coming up. You're going to have to help me unpack this. Because he says that asking the, the the fees that airlines charge for an extra six inches ahead of you in your seat it's racist because apparently only people of color are big i am not making this up you're gonna hear it for yourself he says this dude he says it so we're gonna talk about this here i don't know i don't know i don't know what happened today we fell through some kind of wormhole and we are in hell i don't know i'm just here to get you through it yay the great american hellscape Rights, immigration, foreign policy, and marriage. Folks, these subjects are a big part of political dialogue today, and we talk about them often on my show. They're at the heart of so many campaigns this election. But what did our founding fathers say about these issues? We've moved so far from the founders' understanding of government that you'll be surprised by their answers. Right now, my favorite college, Hillsdale College, has the best way to learn about the founders' deep and wise insights into human nature. Join Hillsdale professors Thomas West and David Azarad as they explore the thoughts and ideas of America's founders in Hillsdale's newest free online course, The Real American Founding, A Conversation. So what are you waiting for? The midterm elections are right around the corner, and you need to understand the founders' thoughts about the pressing issues of their and our time. Visit DanaForHillsdale.com to watch the trailer video of The Real American Founding, A Conversation, and sign up for this new completely free 
online course. That's Dana4Hillsdale.com. Dana4Hillsdale.com. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. All right, so the Waukesha suspect, the, I don't even want to say his name, but he's been representing himself in court. Bizarrely, he has been found guilty, of course. So can we just take him out back, firing squad? Can we just go ahead and get it done? That I'm just wondering. I'm asking for a few million people. That should, yeah. Uh, I think Matthew Perry's actual human garbage. Listen to this. Yeah, the guy from Friends. He is apparently complaining in his book. He was lamenting about artists like River Phoenix dying young while people like Keanu Reeves continued to work. Now, Keanu Reeves was friends with River Phoenix. He was one of his best friends. But, you know, Matthew Perry made his feature debut opposite River Phoenix in 1988, so I guess he knows better. Uh, but he took, a, he took like a couple of jabs at Keanu Reeves. He was saying, he wrote apparently, why is it that the original thinkers like River Phoenix and Heath Ledger die, but Keanu Reeves still walks among us? Page six republished it. I don't know. I bet Keanu, you know what? Keanu Reeves spent millions of dollars helping other people. He didn't have to spend $9 million in rehab. So, you know, just FYI. Uh, Also, a passenger plane almost hit a drone at 16,000 feet. An Airbus operated by EasyJet flying from Gatwick Airport in the UK to Rhodes in Greece when an unidentified flying object missed the commercial jet by just uh, by feet, according to Business Insider. Uh, Just by feet. I that's actually something to consider with the drone issue. You got to consider about you got to consider planes hitting these damn things. That's really scary. Uh, Berea Pasta is being sued. Berea. Being sued in a class action lawsuit over the misleading label, quote, Italy's number one brand of pasta. Because proving once again, people will sue for anything. Absolutely. You're suing over pasta? Yeah, they are. It's a class action lawsuit. It's an Italian-owned company. They filed a motion to dismiss the, the complaint in U.S. District Court. The plaintiffs, of course, they're from L.A. and San Francisco, they said that it misleads customers into believing that their pasta products are made in Italy and used sourced uh, from Italy ingredients. And they said they're not. It's actually not Italy's number one brand of pasta. Shut up. Godly, who cares? Money-hungry lawyers do. Stick with us. Folks, stop overpaying and let Recoil Gunworks be your go-to for ammo. This is a great Indiana-based company. And it was actually created in a small basement in 2013. Small Midwest town in their basement. And uh, family-owned, they think like us. And they're really known for, over at Recoil Gunworks, their web-based firearms, ammo, and accessories retailer. They're really known for their police trade-in guns in great shape. They pick them, including the firearms, the lights, the sights, the scopes, tasers, and more. You can buy now, pay later, no interest. And at Recoil Gunworks, they have very, very competitive pricing. Super easy to use website as well. Just visit recoilgunworks.com slash Dana. You can search for whatever you need by caliber, weight, application. You can look for brands like Winchester, Federal. Uh, Vast majority of the country, by the way, has no restrictions on receiving ammo. And they will note, you know, they have it all up there very helpfully on their website. Ammo shipped to your door where legal. And they explain that, including Illinois, New Jersey, and Connecticut. You need to see the frequently asked questions on that. And check the product restrictions page for further state law requirements and restrictions. Visit recoilgunworks.com slash Dana today to get you a full list of products. And use code Dana to get free shipping on your next order. Whether you need it in the woods or on the range, Recoil Gunworks gets it there. 
fast. And once you make your first order, it won't be the last. Use code Dana right now to get free shipping at recoilgunworks.com slash Dana. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. And that's what I would direct patients to do. Thank you. Mr. Fetterman, he accused you of socialized medicine, supporting socialized medicine. What is your response? Yeah. Again, again, it's the Oz rule. Okay. He's on TV and he's lying. I never what? so I, I never what? supported any of that thing. You know, he keeps talking about Bernie Bernie Sanders. You know, three year three years ago he was on his show and he hugged him and he said, I love this guy. Probably because he was being a TV host. I mean, there are a lot of people that I'm polite to if if you know I'm in, you know public doesn't mean i love them of course i don't ever say i love anybody but you know i don't know it's just that was just i i have so many thoughts that are all trying to exit my mouth at once welcome back to the show dana lash here with you your bemused curmudgeon (sighs) bottom of our first hour this wednesday he started every answer with again that's a crutch again that's ableist language dana i'm so i hate everything i'm so tired i got a i got an email about it ableist language shut up it's words it's words (sighs) but it is he every answer that he said he started with again and then i don't even know what that was that supposed what was that it's the oz rule he's on tv and he's lying Lying yeah you're you're what did you do we we have so many hang on let me look at just like one thousand and eleven hundred yeah one thousand nine is Fetterman flashback? This is how much audio we on have. him actually supporting yeah, yeah, yeah. socialized medicine. Let's do this. Let's do the flashback audio soundbite nine eleven thousand. I am grateful for the Affordable Care Act. That being said, we are the only country in the world of an industrialized nature that doesn't recognize health care is a fundamental right. Everybody gets sick. Everybody needs health care. Single payer is the ideal that we should all move towards. Okay, first off, it's a right. No. No one is denied health care, okay? I've had broke family members through faults of their own that had to go to the hospital, and no one's denied. It's actually illegal. You can't be denied care. What they're talking about is a right to free care. That's what they're talking about. This whole, it's a right to health care. No, 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 stop, stop, stop. Be honest about what you're really saying here. What you're saying is a right to free health care. Do you expect doctors and nurses to work for free? Should they? I mean, hell, half of them have a ton of tuition debt, right? They got all kinds of student loan debt. Thanks to Democrats nationalizing student loans back under Obama-Biden, but I digress. So are you expecting them to work for free? But when they talk about health care as a right, health care is already offered. You're not denied when you go to the ER. They are specifically saying that they think it should be a right that it is free, paid for by you, the taxpayer. No, but that's that's the whole that's the real that's the real point of it all. And so this uh, there was also one weird point where they were going back and forth about Medicare. And he he was saying and again, he's lying about he's on TV. He's lying about Medicare. And Oz was genuinely dumbfounded. I think everybody was. The moderators, Ken and I talked about this on break. They were actually quite good. I I rarely say this. They did a great job. And it was so, it was, Fetterman's condition made it really startling. 
because he would say he would say something. Where's this at? I was just looking at it. It's a sound bite. Oh my gosh, eleven eight thousand eleven million, please. Yes. And how can a man, you know, with with you know ten gigantic mansions, you know, has am uh, willing to talk about a willing wage for anybody? Imagine a signal mom trying with two children trying to raise with them, realizing making thirty one thousand dollars a year, you know, fifteen dollars an hour. Hmm. So after he answers that, the moderators would go, "Okay, and now next question." It was just, it was wild. So we had this on. I have um, Apple TV, and I was had pulled it up on YouTube and cast it to the TV. And my youngest came in. Now my youngest son is a very amusing young man. He is very dry humored. I think if George, I think he's. I don't know if it's possible if he's George Carlin reincarnated. It could be. He is very cynical. He is very dry humored and he's very sharp and he's he's just he is the best part of when I am at my on my game with just being an absolute pernicious twit. He is all all the best parts of me on that and one distilled into one person. Anyway, he comes in very dramatically. He's going in to get water. Because he's doing homework. And he stops very dramatically in the kitchen. And I can see him out of the corner of my eye. And he just very slowly turns his head and looks at the television. Because I think Fetterman was in the middle of... Now, hang on. Let me... Give me a second. He was in... Yes. Yes. Audio sound by 10, 11, million. This was it. This is it. Listen. Mr. Fetterman, I will allow a 15-second rebuttal. He has specifically said you have not paid your taxes and that you want to raise taxes on Americans. How do you respond? Uh, absolutely. The Oz rule, of course, he's lying. It was helping two students 17 years ago to help them you know, buy their own homes. They, they didn't pay the bills, and it got paid, and it has never been an issue in, in any of the campaign before. It was all about nonprofit. What? What? So my son very slowly is turning in the kitchen. <laughs> he just goes, "What?" <laughs> he just stopped where he was. "What?" And that and and it, the conversation that ensued was interesting. He was the, my my youngest son. Also, the Twitter lost their minds because I it was so good. I can't even remember what it was. It was some Elizabeth Warren thing where she was talking about baking cookies and he was like, she's, she's too mean of a grandma to make cookies or something like that. And I, I quoted him and the internet was like, your son didn't say that. Yeah, he did. He's way smarter than you are. He's got like a 4.0. He's, he's crazy smart. He creates, he's a huge, he creates video, he writes games. He like designs them and creates them out of, I don't know how he does it. It's crazy. I don't know. I'm just like, just let me monitor what you're, who you're talking to online so I can make sure you're not talking to no kid touchers, please. So it's he stopped and looked and he's like, he goes, is he even medically cleared to be on stage? That's what he said. I'm like, I don't know. I don't even know if he can drive a car. Can he drive a car? Oh, man. I, uh, oh, I don't know. Can he? 
Wait, wait, wait. Hold I, up. I, have I, we I, never? How have I never thought of this? Hang I on. I bet he could drive a car. Hang on. Let me look. Look, Fetterman, clear driving. Well, see, the thing is, I don't know <laughs> because he he says he was this letter. They all they have is this letter. He won't give up his medical records. They have this letter from Dr. Clifford Chen, who is a major campaign donor to him. He's donated tons of money to uh, Fetterman. And all he has is a, a letter. That's it. He is well and shows strong commitment to maintaining good fitness and health practices. That's not what we're asking, Doc. I... Can I, let, me, let me ask you like this. Again, it comes down to Democrats think that they are more entitled to this seat than they think that, than they believe that Pennsylvania voters are more entitled to someone capable of representing them in the Senate. Imagine that you don't really get to engage in the debate, but you get to pick the person to represent you to engage in the debate. And you're trying to like lower your taxes in this era of 40-year high inflation, et cetera, et cetera. Who do you want at the negotiating table for you? Think about it. Who do you want? Do you want Dr. Oz? Or do you want audio soundbite 11 million? This guy. Mr. Oz, I do want to clarify something. You're saying tonight that you support fracking, that you've always supported fracking, but there is that 2018 interview that you said, quote, I don't support fracking at all. So how do you square the two? Oh, uh, I, I, I do support fracking, and I don't, I don't, I support fracking, and I stand, and I do support fracking. Do you know the the thing I sent? I can't help but where my mind goes. You know the audio that I that question I asked you yesterday, the little video I sent you yesterday, Kane. Should I? Is it not acceptable to bring up as just no? Okay. I mean, you and I get it, and I think the staff gets it. I mean, it's hilarious. The whole. Well, I don't know. Let me just put it like this: it's a lot of substance. They should have just. Today. They just should have had him. I. I gosh, I'm trying so hard, guys. I'm on the struggle bus. I'm so. <laughs> I'm just trying so hard. All he should have said is fire bad. That's all. I don't. Sh- all these people who are like, you're making. No, I'm not. I'm making fun of Democrats who will literally exploit anybody to get a seat. That is how desperate these people are. Can you imagine? I would beat someone's A double snakes if they try to exploit my family member like this for a seat. Where's his wife at? Oh, she thinks she's senator. That's right. <laughs> senator Giselle. She thinks she's senator. Oh my gosh. I just, I can't with these people. I'm going to, I got so much more. I've got to come back to it. We got to take a break and talk about something else because we'll never finish the show. So a couple of other things we're going to get to the, I know I'm going to get to the Biden thing. He's, he's got his, hang on, let me pull this up. He got another shot. (laughs) We think it's three. Is it? He says that COVID was a global health emergency. He said this yesterday evening, and yet two weeks ago on 60 Minutes, he said that the pandemic was over, and then he was asked, well, is COVID still a national emergency? And he's like, well, we got to make sure it doesn't become one or something. 
And then he said this, audio somebody 13,000. Jeez. Virtually every COVID death in America is preventable. Virtually everyone. Almost everyone who will die from COVID this year will not be up to date on their shots or they will not have taken Paxlovid when they got sick. So unless you get brought to you by Pfizer, your shots, it'll be like Grabian when you don't pay for it and you hear Grabian over and over again. (laughs) Yeah, you're going to hear the audio watermark. You better get your brought to you by Pfizer, your shots this year, because everyone who will die from COVID brought to you by Pfizer this year will not be up to date on the brought to you by Pfizer shots. Brought to you by Pfizer. It's like Aqua Teen Hunger Force when they did the Boost Mobile episode. It's like this entire administration is brought to you by Pfizer. Pfizer, I, we're watching you. I can't. I can't. I don't, I don't know, guys. It's not my fault. I didn't do this. They did it. Look what they're doing to me. He did offer coupons. He offered some coupons. Yeah. So wait a minute. I just let's unpack. Just, hold up. I feel like I'm untangling Christmas lights, right? <laughs> hold up. So you're telling me that it doesn't, and, and you're not telling me, the CDC and Pfizer told right. you, right. and you're just repeating what the CDC and Pfizer said. It doesn't actually prevent the transmission, true, right? True. Okay. Um, so it's not a vaccine. No, it's not. But you're going to die anyway. Somehow, yes. How is this not extortion? Great question. <laughs> How is this? Golly, this yes. I need this in my life. <laughs> what? Steve coming in, coming in hot with that. Oh, it slaps, huh? Dang. <laughs> we got to take a break. I'm just never going to end this segment. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Who is the unfortunate soul that I have to say is responsible for Hillsdale College. Oh, my gosh. Hold Hillsdale up. College. Guys, wait a minute. We got, so, so, wait, we're not ready for the live yet. Don't go into the, don't switchy switcheroo yet. Right. Hold up. No, wait, wait, wait. We got to get serious yeah. because Hillsdale are serious people. Yeah. This is serious stuff, right? They're serious people, and they're about serious education. I cannot go from Pfizer eye to this. It's just... (laughs) So hold up, hold up. Let's be mm, getting to serious mode. (laughs) I'm having a Casey Kasem moment. You can't go from talking about a dog into... (laughs) David Hall, you better appreciate this. Okay, so... That was the most internal 30 seconds we've ever had on the show. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. Everyone listening is like, what is happening? You're watching the inner workings of the show live. That's what's happening and listening. If you want to know what the left's real plan is for your kids, just look at the reaction to the work Patriot Mobile did in multiple school districts in Texas. The left is losing their minds. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative mobile phone provider and a force for conservative values. This is because they take a portion of your bill and fund conservative causes and candidates who believe in the sanctity of life, freedom of speech, the Second Amendment, and they're winning. Patriot Mobile has affordable plans for you, your family, even your business. They offer 
offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers because they use multiple major networks. Plus, you're supporting conservative values with every call. Visit PatriotMobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation using offer code Dana. Special discounts are also available for veterans and first responders. Join our movement, make the switch today, and a difference tomorrow. PatriotMobile.com slash Dana. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Dana, 972-PATRIOT. Red meat, black coffee, truth-telling. The Dana Show. And I think it takes real courage to show that you've been knocked down. I think it takes real bravery to allow people to see your weakness, right? And um, we know that Fetterman's cognitive abilities have not been compromised. It's about expression that that has been compromised. Aphasia, Aphasia, exactly. And, you know, this is a smart guy. (laughs) It's always sunny in Hostin there, apparently, from The View. They're really trying to reset this whole (sighs) putting on the Ritz debate. I don't know, man. They're really trying to reset this whole thing. Welcome back to the program. You're (laughs) ever bemused curmudgeon. Dana Lash here with you. But towards the end of our first hour here. No, no, no. No, because it's to allow people to see your weakness. Is that how they're spinning, exploiting a guy in the middle of a stroke recovery? Is that how they're, is that how they're exploiting I this? don't want my representative to show any weakness whatsoever. I mean, when you're, when you're talking about my tax dollars, I kind of don't want you to have weaknesses. Yeah. You know, I just, you're, 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 you're supposed to be the negotiator for the voters. Think of it like that. You know, these, they're the automatons for your vote. They're the vessels in which you place your vote. And they get to go and take that vote to D.C., but they're also your negotiators. People kind of forget that part of the whole Senate thing. You know, just the Senate. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> We've got so much to get into. Apparently, only only uh, the only big people are black people and the ra- airlines are racist. That's not me. That's Joe Biden. We're going to hear President McUnity say it himself coming up. Folks, stop overpaying and let Recoil Gunworks be your go-to for ammo. This is a great Indiana-based company, and it was actually created in a small basement in 2013. Small Midwest town in their basement, and uh, family-owned, they think like us, and they're really known for over at Recoil Gunworks. They're web-based firearms, ammo, and accessories retailer. They're really known for their police trade-in guns in great shape. They pick them, including the firearms, the lights, the sights, the scopes, tasers, and more. You can buy now, pay later, no interest. And at Recoil Gunworks, they have very, very competitive pricing. Super easy to use website as well. Just visit recoilgunworks.com slash Dana. You can search for whatever you need by caliber, weight, application. You can look for brands like Winchester, Federal. Uh, Vast majority of the country, by the way, has no restrictions on receiving ammo and they will note you know they have it all up there very helpfully on their website ammo shipped to your door where legal and they explain that including illinois new jersey and connecticut you need to see the frequently asked questions on that and check the product restrictions page for further state law requirements and restrictions visit recoilgunworks.com slash dana today to get you a full list of products and use code dana to get free shipping on your next order whether you need it in the woods or on the range recoil gunworks gets it there 
fast. And once you make your first order, it won't be the last. Use code Dana right now to get free shipping at recoilgunworks.com slash Dana. Some airlines, if you want six more inches between you and the seat in front, you pay more money. But you don't know it until you purchase your ticket. Look, folks, these are junk fees. They're unfair and they hit marginalized Americans the hardest, especially low-income folks and people of color. They benefit big corporations, not consumers. What? What? So the president says that people of color are bigger? That's what he's saying. So is he generalizing here and saying that all minorities are fat um what else are we to assume um i don't know that's wild wild welcome back to the program your bemused curmudgeon here dana lash top of our second hour i just uh why does he, he? Why is that a focus? Out of curiosity, I didn't know airplane seats were racist, man. Everything's racist, apparently. Good heavens! So, I, 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 I just, I just don't understand this whole thing. I, I don't think that that minorities are bigger. Is he saying that they're fatter? Is that what he's saying? Because it's supposed to sound like he's saying. Maybe taller because they're talking about six inches in front of you. So I don't know. It's not about the width of the seat is what he was saying. He was talking about the space in between your seat and the one in front of you. So maybe taller is what what he's saying. Because that would. Yeah, I mean, I I just think that if you're bigger, you're bigger sideways, not front ways. You know, I'm just. But at the same time, I don't think that those seats. Have enough room for anybody. They have no room for anybody. It's it, it's it's like trying to put too much batter into a muffin tin. I don't know. It's you can't get it. It's the there's not enough room for anybody on these seats. But for him to it's just it was a weird thing for him to talk about because he's focusing on this and saying that it's it he's like he's trying to do some kind of I don't know hit the airlines and and all this saying well they they uh they they charge these fees they're junk fees and they're unfair etc 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 i just don't think that it has anything to do with race though maybe just first maybe the government should just stop squeezing airlines and then let airlines privatize security and then also let them you know people will i i just can't man Remember, he's the same guy who said, and I'm reading his direct quote verbatim, poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. That's his actual quote. Remember that. So that kind of informs my view a little bit of what he says here. Dang. Yeah, so this is not... Oh, man. Can you imagine? Just imagine... See how much the media has been running defense for Fetterman, and they're doing even more so for Biden. It is wild to see. So welcome back, like I said, to the program. There's, I, we have so much audio from that debate because I think that people have a real, they got a real decision. <laughs> Actually, that really, you don't really have a decision. I'm not going to lie. You don't have a decision in Pennsylvania. It's like clearly, you know, clearly you got one. 
Uh, I saw this thing, Twitter employees, because apparently Elon Musk, and we had this as a headline yesterday, it came in later on in the program. The uh, Apparently they are, they sent him a letter of demands because Musk had said he was cutting up to 75% of Twitter employees, uh, understandably, because there, there seems to be, I, there was another headline I saw yesterday, uh, let me pull up my notes, there's a flurry of stuff about this. They said that they were worried about what this means for content moderation, which me, which is censorship. That's what they're really talking about. Let's be real. They said that they are uh, worried about what this means for content moderation and all this other stuff, and that they're tr- that Twitter said it was struggling to keep its most active users, what it calls heavy tweeters, engaged on the platform. They said it's the most important type of user, but it, they account for less than 10% of all users, but 50% of Twitter's revenue. Maybe they shouldn't shadow ban them or delete 30,000 followers of, you know, of their followers in one night, Halloween night 2020. Maybe they shouldn't do that and they'd have more. I don't know. Why do people want to use that service when you're throttled and abused? The, the main question here. But the issue, as we were discussing with, with all of this, with Twitter and this thing that they sent over, I, I just they're not in a position to demand anything from him. Not at all. They're not in any, into any kind of position. I hope he fires them all. So they, they had, I'm looking at this letter, and the demand is pretty crazy. They demand uh, of current and future leadership respect. You know, I don't think, honestly, you don't get it because you haven't respected the users that made you. They demanded safety. Yeah, you haven't actually fostered a sense of safety for anyone else. Just ask any conservative female or black conservative or Hispanic conservative. Just ask. Uh, they demand protection. They want their benefits protected. Shut up. Uh, dignity. They demand transit. Shut up. You don't get to. They said we're not to be treated as mere pawns in a game played by billionaires. Okay, go find another job then, Slick. Go get you another job. Because your users aren't, you treat your users as pawns. Man. They, they also noted, they said, quote, Elon Musk's plan to lay off 75% of Twitter workers will hurt Twitter's ability to serve the public conversation. I can't. They can't control the conversation. That's why they're mad. When have these employees ever ever demonstrated any kind of value? When have they demonstrated value? If you're valuable, if you have demonstrated value with your work, then when you negotiate, you negotiate on the value of the work provided. Man, they're going to be fired. I can't wait. Yay. Maybe they can learn to code. My youngest can teach them. I hope that I, they ought to all get fired. Everything that I've seen, absolutely. Now, in addition to this, I have so much audio. We have so much audio. I wanted to play this from the uh, debate, New York governor debate. This was last night. I did not think this was a real soundbite until I actually saw the video. This is Kathy Hochul, the Democrat incumbent. And she's debating Lee Zeldin on criminal justice reform. Listen to, this is a real answer. We're halfway through the debate. She still hasn't talked about locking up anyone committing any crimes. Okay. Anyone who commits a crime under our laws, especially with the change they made to bail, has consequences. I don't know why that's so important to you. All I've been. I don't know why that's so important to you. Locking criminals up. I don't know why that's so important to you. Man, this is in New York. That was a bad answer. Audio sound by 2000. 
she uh, said that she would fire. And remember, they just had this huge legal decision in New York where everybody gets back pay, et cetera, et cetera. She said she'd fire all the unvaccinated healthcare workers again. Listen. Been an election denier, a climate change denier. You and Donald Trump were the masterful COVID deniers. We are dealing with a real crisis. And the more people get vaccinated, get those shots in arms. Mm-hmm. And I would do it all over again what I did last year, that mandate for healthcare workers. Man, that mandate for healthcare workers where everybody, people lost their jobs. Dang, 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 dang. Wild. So, I mean, there's a clear choice, obviously. Obviously. Uh, I wanted to also move, again, I have so much audio for you. This was out of nowhere yesterday. The vice president of the United States during a discussion. I'm just gonna, I'm not even gonna set it up for you. I'm just gonna play it. Audio soundbite 17,000, 11 million, please. Not to mention, you know, I grew up in a household where the term mammary gland was used all the time. <laughs> Any of the scientists here, you'll know what that means. You know, hormones, hormones. It was always, that was part of the conversation uh, the at the dinner table. How does that come up in just like an actual conversation? This chicken mammary gland is so good. I love how you prepared it. Do you like the chicken fajitas? Because it's made with the mammary glands of the chicken. Is that how it came up? I don't understand. Oh, man. I could do this for a little bit longer, you know. No, it's okay. You get it? It's all right. Oh, man. Man alive. I, it just, there's some, there, yesterday was like a, an explosion of insane audio. And you also had, uh, the president on, I want to make sure I get this in too, and then we're going to switch. Uh, audio sound by 20. Gas, guys, I hope you love your affordable gas, because Biden has made it so. And by the way, the price of gasoline continues to fall. It's down for the third week in a row. They're down $1.25 a gallon from the beginning of the summer, and gas prices in the decade before the pandemic were averaging $3.30 before the pandemic. Before yeah, who was who was in office exactly and there you go man i tell you what it's just wild 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 now a couple of other things to get into one of the things that it's a story that is developing has to do with the leaking of uh these records private records leaked i don't know if you've if you've uh were if you've seen this story or not it's uh, pretty unbelievable. Jennifer Ruth Green. And what happened with this particular story, she apparently had been uh, sexually assaulted. <clears throat> a Republican. She's a black female Republican. And somehow her records were leaked. Hmm. Well, that's kind of wild and the media ran with it they ran with it and i'm just wondering where are all of what is it called where are all of the uh the 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 woke scolds and stephen miller not that stephen miller different one had said uh equity journalists looked the other way which is true 
The story is that the Air Force has taken responsibility for the release of an Indiana Republican House candidate's confidential personnel records that contained details about her sexual assault. And these and Politico had published them. Politico ran with them and they published all of these details without her permission. And she agreed to her. uh, She'd blamed her opponent for leaking them. And so they said that Politico tried to maintain that they were obtained by a public records request. However, that is not the reality of those records. They were, her records were, these were, this is, it's considered a private medical record. And it was leaked. This wasn't a FOIA request. And none of, I'm just, there's been no questions asked of her her opponent about this. And nothing from, as it was said previously, the equity journalists speaking up about this. She said that her political opponent and Politico were together behaving like her assailant. She had asked to not have her medical records and her that she had been sexually assaulted while serving in the military. And she said, the reality of it is, like I said, at one point in my life to my assailant, no, please stop, don't. And he did what he wanted to do. She said, this is the exact same situation all over again, all because there's a man who wants some sort of gratification, Green said, speaking of her Democrat opponent. She says that Congressman Frank uh, Raven gets his gratification of trying to think he's smearing my name. Politico's Adam Wren gets his gratification thinking he's going to get a good smear story out of it. She says all it does is reopen wounds for victims. They and Adam Wren, the guy at Politico who wrote about it, wrote on focused on every detail. He wrote about the skirt she was wearing, the color of the skirt she was wearing, everything. It's really wild. I'm just wondering where are the wokesters in the media? About that. They're silent. Yeah, we're the feminists. Never run out of coffee by joining the club with Black Rifle Coffee Company. Black Rifle Coffee Company was built upon the mission to serve coffee and culture to people who love America. As a veteran-owned company, Black Rifle Coffee Company delivers on that promise by developing explosive roast profiles with the same mission focus learned as members of the military, and they're committed to supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders. When you join the coffee club, you select your perfect roast, how much coffee you want, and how often you want it delivered, and it's all shipped right to your door for free. Not only do you save a trip to the store, but you also receive special discounted pricing. You gain access to exclusive products and partner brand discounts. Not sure what roast is best for you? Take the Black Rifle Coffee Quiz and get matched to the perfect coffee roast and then join the club. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana to save 20% off your purchase in your first coffee club order. That's 20% off with promo code Dana at BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana. Fuel your life with America's coffee. Black Rifle Coffee. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. So there's some drama that's uh, brewing about that Pennsylvania debate last night between John Fetterman and Dr. Mehmet Oz. Uh, Apparently, some of it has to do with the closed captioning, because Fetterman's people were trying to argue that somehow... Uh, he was, there's something wrong with the closed captioning system, etc. But the, apparently that is not actually the case. Next star, 
uh, came out and said, quote, both candidates were offered the opportunity for two rehearsals with the same equipment used in tonight's debate. And Mr. Fetterman chose to do only one. Nextstar's production team went to extraordinary lengths to accommodate several last minute requests of the Fetterman campaign. So he was given a lot of chances and he chose not to take advantage of him of them. So I'm not quite sure why that would be anyone else's responsibility. Uh, additionally, a couple of other headlines for you. A search party that was looking for a lost grandmother found her inside of a python hole. This is one of the most the nastiest and craziest things I've ever seen. It was in the Indonesian province of Jambi on Monday. And the grandmother was found inside the body of a python. She was swallowed whole. There was a two-day search for her by local villagers and her husband. She didn't come home from a rubber plantation early Sunday morning. And he had found some of her her sandals in the area. And they encountered the python. They brought it back and they found her inside it. And there are photos. And no, I'm not going to share them because it's horrible. We have a lot more on the way. Midterm update next. This week on the Federalist Radio Hour. Is some of this the inevitable consequence of this sort of advancement of technology that shrinks the globe and ties us all together in ways that are very easy for anybody who comes to power? It doesn't matter if you're in a a democracy or republic. It doesn't matter if you're in a monarchy or a dictatorship. When you have these tools and people are in power, you know, we don't have any sort of state of anarchy. I'm Emily Jashinsky of The Federalist. Subscribe to The Federalist on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Politics, pop culture, and whatever else gets canceled, tossed in a blender, paid for by sponsored hate mail. It's the Dana Show. There's one person on this stage who's broken the law, we believe. John Fetterman took a shotgun, chased an unarmed African-American man, and put the gun, apparently, according to that man, to his chest. John, you weren't pulled over by the police. Uh, They let you go. You were the mayor at the time. Why haven't you apologized to that unarmed, innocent black man who you put a shotgun to his chest? All right. We will allow a 30-second response to that, Mr. Fetterman, specifically what he was saying referring to the incident in Braddock. I I made the opportunity to defend my community as the, the chief law enforcement officer there. You were the mayor, and you ran down someone with a shotgun because he heard fireworks and his first thought was there's a black man over there and he targeted him ran him down like Ahmed Aubrey ran him down with a shotgun held him at gunpoint welcome back to the program midterm update here your bemused curmudgeon that was from the debate last night between uh John Fetterman Fetterwoman and uh Dr. Oz and I'm telling you I don't does that should seal the deal right shouldn't it because he struggled during that debate and they kept trying to say that it was uh, audio like it was the uh, I, I shared that with you in headlines they kept trying to say it was because of the closed captioning but it wasn't next star which apparently handled all of it they said no 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 it wasn't that at all there was no it was it it, it was he had uh, opportunity to uh rehearse with it twice this exact same equipment and he only chose to do once so that's his you know he had closed captioning so that's what you know he he had all of the uh, with he had all of the opportunities and we addressed even the last minute requests that they had so it was and like like we had said the i thought the moderation was really good and i think that the, you could tell that there were lines that he was told that he should uh, 
that he should say, and I just dropped one in Slack for you, where he thought it was going to land and be a major applause line and it really wasn't listen to this because this is when you talked about this seemed like really messed up he was talking about swiping right with oil what listen for uh Amer- families here in pennsylvania you know he has never met an air uh, uh, an oil company that he doesn't swipe right about you know he has never been able to stand up for working families all across pennsylvania you know we must push back inflation has hurt americans and pennsylvania's families and it has given the oil companies record profits who are the people that decided to stranglehold oil oh it was you and your party that's right yeah your party and you would be a rubber stamp for further of that. That was a horrible. You could tell that was supposed to be like some kind of big. Yeah. And he didn't land it. That was not a Carrie Strug land. It was not. I thought that Oz's closing statement was good. He said, ask yourself this and others in your family. Are you unhappy with where America's headed? I am. And if you are as well, I'm the candidate for change. That was a good ending. That was a really good ending line. I, that was a very good ending line. But. If there were people who even on CNN and MSNBC, I have too many to play, but they were coming there. There were more than not that came to the conclusion that the debate was going to change the state of the race and that he did not seem to be prepared. And it's, just the 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 original argument was that Fetterman may screw up with a couple of words here and there or he may just accidentally put two words together and I think what everybody saw in that debate was this was so much more than that this was so much more than that and here's something else to consider his ability to communicate is considerably impaired for a job in which he needs to be able to do it. It relies on really that. And the media has had more access to him and has, you know, they've had sit downs. I honestly think that he and Joe Biden are incredibly similar, but the media is so much more controlled in terms of access to Joe Biden. The only reason that we see all this with Fetterman is because it's not as controlled. He's not as valuable to the party, but they still want that seat. The left has had to rely on trying to screech ableism as a a way to defend this. It's all they have. But the other thing I think is that Dasha Burns, that NBC reporter that sat down with him and was no different than these moderators. I'm wondering... Is uh, Giselle Fetterman, is she going to demand an apology from the moderators of this debate the way that she did Dasha Burns with NBC? I'm curious. I'm just waiting. So that, I'm really, I'm, <clears throat> I'm very interested to see what the polling is going to be like. Excuse me. Following this. And I have some other things too. The, um, yeah, those struggles during the debate were really, it was really bad. Looking at, Arizona, Arizona is a very interesting, I'm looking at some of the uh, latest averages here for Senate. Kelly is one 
1.5 plus 1.5. I mean, he's still within the margin. It's just so close. Margin of error. Still within margin of error. Fetterman is the most endangered at this point. The absolute most endangered. Vance is now kicking up to two plus two in Ohio. Warnock is a half a point ahead in Georgia. That's how close that is. Laxalt is point three. Actually, Laxalt might be that. that and that's now a toss-up. That is totally a toss-up. And I, it's interesting because RCP is kind of thinking that that Republicans are going to take Nevada and that they may take Pennsylvania. They could take Georgia. And if they end up doing that, man alive, that would be, that'd be something else. Because then you would end up having, you want to be able to have, I think, what, uh, Democrats, the numbers in the House, 47 to 53. That would be ultimately the goal. But um, I also think Democrats, too, are starting to realize that the attacks on Oz's, you know, his successes aren't very, especially when I thought Oz defended himself really well by bringing up the fact that Fetterman was incredibly entitled. That was a very, I thought that was a, that was a good response. A couple of other things to hit too with midterms. Um, Cook Political Report, they're looking at, they are seeing a major, uh, a lot of momentum, a lot of momentum for the quote unquote red tsunami. It's just, they said that Republicans could win another 15, 12 to 25 seats in the House of Representatives. Their new analysis. They said that they were, they're, more oper, they're more optimistic now about the Republicans' chances for... It, we, everybody knew that Republicans were going to pick up seats in the House. I think the question was by how much. Because that's, again, that's controlling the power of the purse. The more numbers you have, the more control you got. There were a number of Democrat incumbents that went to toss-up in four separate races alone. And there were two races where, that were moved from toss-up to likely Republican now. There's a lot of enthusiasm. So the House gains went from 10 to 20 seats to 12 to 25 seats. Democrats have a major blue state problem. Major blue state problem. And the, the, their biggest headaches are New York, Oregon, Connecticut, and even Rhode Island. Now, here's something else to consider. Biden carried those states in 2020. These are all states Biden carried and by a a pretty comfortable margin, too. If you're seeing Democrats struggling this badly in states that Joe Biden carried. That is a great measure of how much of a downer the head of the party is to the actual party. And it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse. Because when you get a GOP, the only the only hope that Democrats have to argue out of that, if they think that, that if they're going to salvage any kind of hope for 2024, is to try to blame everything on Republicans after they take control of, the, of Congress. So you got to pay attention to the timing on everything. Because they're going to try to say that everything that is happening is a direct result of Republicans. That's why you need to elect more Democrats in 2024. That will, I promise you, that's going to be their only defense. They don't have any solutions. They don't have anything. Dobbs did not do a damn thing for them. They really thought that they were going to make they were going to really make some headway on that. And that's why after all the stuff in Georgia that I saw with Herschel Walker and everything, and I saw some of these Republican influencers and oppo people and, uh, you know, these these uh, these operatives that work with these campaigns started to get weak need because I, I hadn't been really that into 
I mean, I'd watched what was happening in Georgia, but I thought you guys are going to you guys are going to actually going to forfeit this. And now look what happened when you stuck it in and you fought back. Look what happened. It did not. Democrats lost ground on that issue. That wasn't supposed to happen. But the argument that we made was greater. And so now they don't know what to do. They have no idea what to do. So a few other things to look at here. We've been talking about midterms. We've this is another weird. This is like a I haven't paid a lot of attention to it just because I've been watching so much with midterms, but I now saw that it was Foot Locker now is the is the biggest latest big brand to drop Kanye West merchandise. Forbes dropped him from the billionaires list. Spotify chief Daniel Ek brand, branded his rants awful, but dec- would not pull his music. He was dropped by CAA, uh, Balenciaga, Gap. Uh, there's a few other. I mean, apparently there's a lot. And it all started when he had his remarks on social media and he had the tweet where he said Death Con 3 on Jewish people. And it is there is a lot. And then, it, yeah, I mentioned the Adidas thing. And now his shoes with Adidas, actually, they're seeing like what a 40 percent price increase because of it now. On a lot of the resale stuff. And Def Jam, which has copyright to a lot of his recordings from 2002 to 2016, they condemned his statements, but they have not removed his recordings, though. They haven't asked for a remove. They, have, they haven't done anything like that. So there's been, there's a lot of the lot of, a lot of stuff here. Because it wasn't just those comments. He also said some other stuff. I... I some people are arguing that he's like playing 4D chess. Is he? How do you play chess with some? I mean, there's I don't understand his comments, though, where he's like Deathcon three on Deathcon three on Jewish people. Like, why specifically Jewish people? Uh, Madame Tussauds dropped his uh, they took out his wax figure. They even took that out. I mean, I'm trying to look at this because I know first off. I don't know why I don't know why he felt the need to say what he said. I really don't. Why did that co- why did the Jewish aspect come up into it? Why did why did where did that come from? Do you know cuz you're like I was talking with somebody about this last night and he had made his comments about Hollywood how they control uh you know your speech essentially. If you're an artist, if you're you're somebody who is I guess considered a representative of some sort of um company that Hollywood is using uh, to put out entertainment or whatever, um, then your your speech is essentially and his and his argument is that what that it's that it's only that Hollywood is entirely run by Jewish people is that his argument? Well, no, not entirely by Jewish people, but that they'll cancel you if you don't say the right thing. And it, what's happening is they're proving his point. So I think that's what some people are coming up with the 4D chess thing, I, th- I think. I personally don't think he's playing 4D chess. I don't think he is either. But um, I think that the people are, are getting that impression based on the fact that he said that if you don't tow the line, they're going to cancel you. Here he is not towing the line, and they're canceling him. So it's like, okay. I think there's not towing point. the line and then also not saying that you're going to go on. No, Def I agree. Com, I Com agree. Uh, on no, one, no one says he's elegant in his, in his speech. That's not but, even elegant speech, though. But I think that there are some... 
some of what he was saying was misinterpreted to be anti-Semitic as opposed to him just shedding light on what actually is. I don't know. So, I, I think that there's a fine line between shedding light and then saying that. Yeah, I mean, when he... Uh, Death like, Con 3 on Jews, yeah, right. Yeah, and when he said the Jewish media blocked me out, he seems to be intimating that all of the media is run by Jewish people. And that's that would be playing into that trope, which is bigoted. Yeah, I agree with that. So it's like, there's if he's playing 4D chess, then why would he compromise himself by... That's like me predicting exactly that if I slap the butt of a leopard, it's going to maul me to death. And it's like, okay, let me slap, and then I get mauled to death. And I'm like, look, it proved my point. Yeah. And it's like, okay, that's not for. I chest. mean, what did he think that he was gonna? What do you think that was gonna happen? I just, I also think too that, um, this, I, I, I think that this whole thing, there's a lot of, um, that I think there's a lot of political. There's some political people that are around him. That I think, and I see this happen on the conservative side too. People are very eager to hitch their wagons to someone that they think is is someone that's famous and someone that's in Hollywood because there's so little representation for conservatives in Hollywood or even libertarians in Hollywood, and so they want to hitch their wagon to someone, you know, anybody who's who shows them any kind of you know consideration. And then I think that he's he's in a bad spot in his life. And there's a lot of stuff going on with him. And I think that there's a lot of people around him that may not be doing him a good service. Really. We'll talk more about this here coming up. But man, it's just it's a mess. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. <laughs> it's time for Florida Man. I'm going to go with it. This is from The Villages. The villages. Yes. This has the Villages. A one-legged man known by, I'm not making this up, a one-legged man known by the alias Ponce de Leon was arrested with a gun after violating an injunction and getting into an altercation over a dog. Marlo Artiega, 62, who lives in Harbor Hills in Lady Lake, was arrested Monday by Lake County Sheriff's deputies. He violated an injunction. He was taken into custody. He and the friend had been antagonizing a dog. And, uh, oh my gosh, I want to take his leg off and beat him with it because he antagonized the dog. Uh, he, and so they got into a big fight over it and, uh, yeah, that's what happened. So yeah, you're, you're, that makes me angry now and I can't move past this. I want to beat him with his own leg for that antagonizing a dog. You want to show you what antagonize means? I'll show you Uh villager. Sounds like I'm reading a Minecraft story. A uh, villager who had been previously ordered into an anger management courses has been jailed after a fight at a restaurant in the villages. Wildwood police were called to investigate the fight. It occurred at the Prima Italian, uh, Prima Italian Steakhouse in Brunwood Paddock Square. The first officer saw a red Toyota trying to leave. The woman, 47, 47, really? 47-year-old Pamela Linus, who lives in Crestview, Crestview Villas, she and the driver were reluctant to admit that they had been at the restaurant, and then Lilas became argumentative. She wouldn't re- re- exit the vehicle, and they had to kind of get her out. She was yelling obscenities and other abusive languages, language and got into a lot of trouble and was totally arrested. She had was leaving. She was trying to leave the restaurant after she got kicked out for having a fight there. So, yeah, she needs a major management courses. Stick with us. Today... 95% of our school buses are fueled with diesel fuel, which contributes to very serious conditions that are about health and about the ability to learn. It's, 
they're not in the back with their mouths on the exhaust. They're in the seats. What is happening? Oh, my gosh. That's her argument for electric vehicle buses, everything EVs. That's the vice president of the United States who is two steps above on the articulate level from John Fetterman. Welcome back to the show. Top of our third hour. That's not. They're focused on all the wrong things. So she's talking about buses. You know what's actually more disastrous for kids? Uh, Being locked at home for two years and having horrible test scores. That's actually more disastrous for kids than the bus bus exhaust. I mean, yeah, yeah. Now do keeping them at home for two years. Good grief. I'm actually going to tweet that now, dude. Keeping them at home. I, t- I can't stop. I'm like, I can't can't do it. It makes me so mad. Oh, my gosh. They, anything to not talk about what their policies have done. Exactly. You you de- you demanded schools be locked down. But the but the exhaust from the buses, though. Stop it. Stop it. No. Uh, I have to share with you what uh, Biden tweeted. You ready? Yeah. Quote, we're cracking down on hidden junk fees like surprise overdraft and deposit fees credit card late fees hidden hotel booking fees even those termination charges that stop you from switching cable i'm not making this up switching cable and internet plans to get a better deal they add up we're taking action uh why are you involved at all all? and if you're going to look at any junk fees try looking at the u.s tax code Wow. He's, he's sending billions to Ukraine, just like with a printing press. Just printing the cash and sending it to Ukraine, and he's going to talk about fees as the problem? That's asinine. What are, they, what, are they, what are they doing? Good grief. What are they doing? This is what they're talking about at this time. I'm telling you, now you can see why. They're having such a difficult time. Biden's been touting uh, grocery coupons for people who get the injection again. Yeah, listen to this. Coupons, guys. Come and get your coupons. Coupons. I don't know. It's like we have a thousand. Wait, wait a minute. Let me flip through our giant uh, Cheesecake Factory menu of audio today. Wait, you got it? We got it? It's There's a lot. Is it 11,002 or 1,079,1100? Okay. Some of our nation's largest, largest pharmaceutical chains, I said, are, are standing behind me. They're all stepping up to help more people get vaccinated. Some are offering coupons when people get their updated COVID shots. Get the shot. Five, ten, twenty dollars off the, your drugstore grocery purchase next, or grocery purchase next time. At the same time, you get the shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? So I'm confused. Is it a coupon for the vaccine or the booster, or is it a coupon for your future visit for groceries? Because that's literally what he's saying. So you have to pay the full price for the shot, but you get a discount on your groceries. Okay. I don't know what I. Again, it's like. Trying to follow what he says is like untangling Christmas lights. It is just like that. So he's out there promoting coupons. So you can get your, even though he said the pandemic was over. They said that he wants pharmacies to double down, increase those rates of getting shots. (laughs) 
they don't I'm not calling them vaccines because they're not. Just like I, I, I don't I don't call uh I don't call Heineken beer because it isn't. It's a fart juice in a glass. That's what it is. I'm not lying. You know what it is? You know I'm right. It is though. What? Fart juice. <laughs> Side sidebar. So quick we had a quick discussion. The reason that's in my head is because Steve was saying on break. Uh, that Russell Wilson was spotted. He's supposed to be sleeping, and he was doing high knees on his flight, like stretching and getting ready. And I'm, and I don't know why. I was like, he's drinking Heineken. <laughs> like what? Oh, and he's like, no high knees. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I asked. And it was a little bit of Abbott and Costello there for a second. Anyway, long story short. So they're saying that hey, you know, if you get your injection, you can save a whole ten percent on your groceries. How much do you save on your medical bills if you get? Pfizer, I, I'm watching you. I'm just, I'm not laughing at this because it's serious, Kane. You're such an ableist. CVS is offering $5 off any regular purchase of $20. Boy, that sounds like a gamble that nobody would take. They want this to go on and on forever and cut um, $1,500. Yeah. That one. We flipped through my cheesecake factory menu of audio. Karine Jean Pierre. Oh my gosh! Yes, uh, get got, it, get it. And as the president said, for most of us, you're going to get this protection once a year, like we do with the flu shot. What? No. Are we going to get a discount every every the year? The flu shot actually does give you transfer and immunity to a particular strain of flu. Right, but overall, they're only about sixteen to eighteen percent effective. The flu shots, so. It's so, it's absurd. It's all absurd what's happening. And the media is garbage. I just, I'm, can I just go back to the coupons? Because it's fascinating to me. Just for a minute. So CVS was offering $5 off any regular purchase of 20. Just go ahead and get, go ahead and get that injection. We don't know what the hell it does. Just do it. Right? We don't know. Have you done? No, they didn't even actually test the damn thing for transmission and then they got mad and tried to fact check you when you pointed it out on facebook because you didn't say that doesn't happen during an emergency trial period we already said it was an emergency trial period you schmucks we already said that but you proved our point thank you (laughs) fact checkers thank you it's the john fetterman fact checking the uh right aid they're going to offer coupons of five dollars to the purchase of 25 or more so they got all these like different things they want uh Walgreens is spending millions to encourage vaccinations across black and Hispanic com- communities. And Walmart and Sam's Club, they're going to play reminders of, <laughs> this is going to be annoying, over store loudspeakers three to four times each hour, hoping that shoppers will stop as they're getting their mask quantities and go, hmm, you know what? I'm going to go ahead. And I think I am. This convinced me. I'm going to get the injection now. Look, if people haven't gotten the injection, they're not going to get it. Ain't going to get it now. And everybody's, most everybody's had it. Natural immunity is important, but we can't talk about that because you know why? Pfizer doesn't make money off it. There's no trademark on natural immunity. Dang. So I just, and also what are the side effects? No, you can't even talk about it. You'll get censored on, on, on social media. They act like you're a flat earther if you say, if you just ask a question about it. If you go in for your well woman exam and you go in to if you go in to get a mammogram, they actually tell you that you can't that you should wait if you've had the if you've had the injection because it could affect your results. That's crazy. 
And I, I just, it's just insane. The whole thing is insane. It's the immune system. And then people are like, that that's you know that's not good enough that's not to rely but natural immunity does work if you want to if you want to take a therapeutic injection because you think it's going to help you if you have comorbidities do it but don't sit here don't switch the goalposts and then say that we're crazy because you were spending two years over two years telling us that we were killing old people if we didn't go get this thing that's what they said if you didn't get this you're it's the pandemic of the unvaccinated it's what they told us but look who's been catching it People who are vaccinated. So it seems like it's a pandemic of the quote-unquote vaccinated. It's a pandemic of the people who got injections. How about that? Gosh, I'm so tired of this. We're going to talk to Dr. Robert Malone about this coming up. Now, uh, in addition to these items, got to get into a couple of other things, too. There's been, I've, like, missed so many things because I had some um, wokery for you as well. We've been, we're going to talk more about the coronavirus the oh here it is that's what i was looking for some wokery so california their court ruled in favor of a christian baker who declined to make bake a cake for a lesbian couple in 2017 it it's tastries bakery they were specifically targeted and she ended up winning she gave she said her religious beliefs again same thing with jack phillips she doesn't do divorce cakes or anything like that either because that's against her that's against her her faith. And she ended up finally winning. She had politely, uh, she politely declined the request. She gave them other bakery suggestions, but the couple were furious and they decided that uh, they made it up in their minds they were being discriminated against. So they wanted to discriminate against her and they launched this uh, witch burning legal persecution of her and went after her for years and she finally ended up winning. And the it, i mean it was an absolute first amendment victory completely because you have i mean when you're creating a cake that's your that's your you're expressing you're speaking through it and you're you don't just because someone enters commerce doesn't mean that they become indentured servants that's not how that works i i mean judging can i just say i'm going to say it judging by their photo they could go without a cake yeah <laughs> all the cake yeah so i don't think that they're I, and I don't think that there's there's only one bakery in that area of California either. Got to bake the cake. Got to bake the cake. No, they don't. They don't have to do nothing. They don't got to do a single thing. And so it, this, it, they declined politely and they were bombarded. You know, the same old stuff. You're, you're spreading hate. She's not spreading. You're actually spreading hate. Compromising or declining to compromise your faith or declining to participate in someone else's life choice, and that's exactly what that is, is not hate, but trying to force them is. So there was a piece that I was reading. I sent it out in your email newsletter for subscribers to Chapter and Verse a little bit ago. It was a piece that gets into how fear of cancel culture is actually worse than cancel culture. It's kind of interesting. Because think about how quickly the fra- how quickly cancel culture cropped up. Back in 2010, cancel culture didn't exist. It did not exist. Not like we know it now, did it? People weren't getting canceled for simple things. It's, it's kind of interesting how fast, when you watch it, how fast it spread. I can remember certain instances of, I think that you can 
look at them and define them as like some of the first rage mobs. People love, I think, participating in that stuff because it gives them a sense of belonging. They feel like they're on the right side of things. I think it's very psychological. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Actor Ralph Fiennes, Lord Voldemort himself, is defending J.K. Rowling. And he's not, he and Tom Felton, I think, are some of the only cast members, although the late Robbie Coltrane did as well. Uh, But uh, this is Ralph Fiennes hit out hard. And he said that the attacks on J.K. Rowling over her defense of women were, quote, disgusting and appalling. He said that they were abusive. Uh, and he said, it's not like she is some far right fascist. And he, I mean, viciously defended her. And he said that she has written great books about empowerment and about children finding themselves as human beings. And it's about how you become stronger and more morally centered. So good for him. I like him. Good for Ralph Fiennes. And Tom Felton, too, who was Draco Malfoy, who st- who defended her, unlike his, his clout-chasing co-stars. Tom Felton actually said they none of us would have careers without her. And he's right. So good on him uh, for saying that. This is a couple... I don't understand what... Beyond meat? Why do you... If you Look, if you're not going to eat meat, then don't make up stuff that looks like meat. Like. Yeah, Beyond Meat is rolling out a steak substitute. Uh-uh. It's in Kroger's and Walmart's and others. I'm not mentioning all of it. And it's made of... Soylent green. I don't know. It's probably made of people. I, it's faba bean protein. Would you like some bean paste mashed up to look at like meat cane in bite-sized pieces? Mmm, harsh and crusty. Mmm. No, nobody wants that. But anyway, they're. I don't even know why I shared that with you, but they're they're making it. I guess. So there you go. Uh, the Arctic ozone hole has shrunk. It shrank to about eight million square miles in 2022, continuing a year-over-year trend. Uh, it's the stratospheric layer. It absorbs the majority of hazardous ultraviolet radiation from the sun. They say that, uh, yes, it has actually shrunk. And this is an ongoing trend. So, oh, there you go. Very interesting. Uh, also, get ready for the triple-demic. They're trying to... Now you have uh, RSV and flu cases have tripled in a month. And some and you have those who are trying to push the injections on you by saying that this is... There's signs of an early COVID comeback. Stop it. Stop it right now. An airline has launched a lottery to entice this as Virgin Air, more passengers to sit in the middle seat because nobody wants it. They said that out of almost 8,000 people surveyed, fewer than point, less than 0.6% of them actually want the middle seat. Isn't that crazy? So it's actually not. Everybody gets it. So now they're doing a special raffle worth about $145,000. It's only open to people who take middle, who sit in the middle seat. That's lame. No, it's not. No, middle seat ain't worth it. It's not worth that. Sorry, you need a lot more money than that. Would you? Because you would have to. You have to consistently sit in the middle seat, and then you're eligible to be in the raffle. So that's like, think about that. That's you're doing that for nothing. And think about your chances. Nobody ever wins these things, right? I think I can say that pretty definitively. So coming up, Dr. Robert Malone is going to address this. You better get vaccinated, or everybody's going to die because they're still pushing it. That and the child immunization schedule. We'll get into all of that. Stay with us. Want a behind-the-scenes look at The Dana Show? Subscribe to Dana's chapter and verse newsletter for a deeper dive in all things Dana at DanaLash.com. Virtually every COVID death in America is preventable. Virtually everyone. Almost everyone who will die from COVID this year will not be up to date on their shots. 
or they will not have taken Paxlovid when they got sick. <sighs> That's one of a million different sound bites that we have from President Biden on the injections. And this is after the fight on getting all of this added to the childhood immunization schedule, which apparently is going to be something determined state by state. And Biden also said, I don't know if we have time to play this really quickly, audio sound by 12. Uh, he was also saying that, well, if you want a safe and healthy holiday season, you better get your shot. Listen to this. I'm here today with uh, my COVID team, as well as leaders from some of America's top pharmacies, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Albertsons. And we're here with a simple message. Get vaccinated. Update your vaccine, your COVID vaccine. It's incredibly effective, but the truth is not enough people are getting it. And then he proceeded to get his third or fourth, third booster, even though he's had all of the boosters, but yet he's also continually contracted coronavirus over and over again. So we were listening to all of this. I'm like, we got to we got to talk to Dr. Robert Malone, because as you all know, he's been on the show before. He is the inventor of the mRNA vaccine platform that's used in Pfizer and Moderna's injections. He's, you know, incredibly well known. Everybody, I think, is well aware of his reputation. He's traveling everywhere. He's a wanted man. Not in that way. He's a very popular man. He joins us now via video. He makes it work. Dr. Malone, always good to see you. It's been a while. Thank you so much for taking the time today. I wanted to get just get your kind of initial response to what the administration was saying yesterday and today with regards to these coronavirus, the the COVID injection. So, Dana, in a word, this is pure propaganda. Um, And thank you for the opportunity to be on. And it's always uh, a pleasure to uh, talk to you uh, and to your audience. But what we have here is like 180 from the truth. The data from all over the world is that those that are highly vaccinated, highly inoculated, I, it's, I concur, it's really not appropriate to call this a vaccine. It's, it's more like a, some sort of a pretreatment uh, that doesn't work. But the highly inoculated are the ones that are uh, predominantly being hospitalized in death and dying. Many physicians are reporting in hospital, they only have vaccinated patients. Uh, most of us have been infected. Natural immunity is more protective. Uh, the vaccines, or whatever you want to call them, and the boosters, the White House insists it's a different vaccine, um, uh, are are actually driving. Now the documentation is in both antibody-dependent enhancement as well as immune imprinting or original antigenic sin, and not to mention the uh, multiple adverse events. It's now increasingly normalized that thing that I said so long ago, spike is a toxin. Uh, and that's becoming kind of scientific consensus now. Uh, you're, the children, the other thing that's come in is more recent updates on the uh, morbidity and mortality of the virus itself, Omicron. And uh, that's now been revised way down from what it was with Delta. And of course, the children have a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a fraction percent chance of having hospitalization or death. Uh, There is no justification for this, and particularly for the children. And that's why many European nations have stopped the jab for kids. And some like Poland have just stopped it completely. 
Yeah, uh, we're talking with Dr. Robert Malone on this. And the uh, I think now here in the United States, they're determining whether or not they're going to add that as they a part of the childhood immunization schedule state by state, which is still that's not something. And again, that, that's the demographic that is the least affected by this. That what you said is incredibly interesting because this is not discussed at all in in the press. The fact that so many who keep contracting this, these are mostly vaccinated and vaccinated, you know, to use that word for the lack of a better term, individuals. And, and they really there were a lot of people who really believed in this shot's ability to, to give them some kind of immunity to this. And clearly that hasn't worked. This is not a pandemic of the unvaccinated. What would be the even though that's what we were told by this president, what would be the correct way to, to phrase that? Uh, like I said, it would be, I would call it propaganda. Uh, <laughs> um, that that's what it is, really. I mean, honestly, let's be because it's be like a therapeutic more. anymore. That's when I hear them oh, talk. Fact, the it, nature of the product. So um, it is. It is now as of the determination by the uh, Supreme Court of New York, as well as the testimony in the European Union Parliament. This shot, whatever it is does not protect against infection, replication, or spread. As I said on the step of the Lincoln Memorial, when was it, last January? Mm -hmm. um, uh, so uh, that's now a determination of the uh, Supreme Court of New York State. Uh, the scientific evidence for that has been out for a long time. And the only thing that's been left to argue about is whether or not it protects against severe disease and death. And as we just covered, the data are really quite compelling now that those that are being hospitalized and dying are almost exclusively the highly inoculated. And it appears to be dose dependent. So the more jabs you get, the more likely it is that you're going to get this. I, At this point, I think it's pretty irresponsible for the White House, uh, the president's physician, to be giving a gentleman of his age, he's almost 80, with a history of cardiac disease, um, these products that are, uh, there's a reasonable chance that at some point we're going to have in the press that the president of the United States has been compromised through a cardiac condition. Of course, there won't be any attribution to the jab. Um, and then we'll be stuck with Kamala Harris. Uh, careful what you wish for. I know. My goodness. I always get, and you hear all of these, you, you mentioned talking with Dr. Robert Malone, you mentioned too how there's so many of these, these, th these uh, cardiac events uh, that have taken place after this widespread push to make sure everybody gets a shot that it's, it's like talking about myocarditis and pericarditis. They try to make it co commonplace. Like they're mainstreaming, which that's not a mainstream thing. Myocarditis is not like no, an every is, issue thing. Every this is thing. more propaganda. We've been subjected to the largest globally harmonized propaganda campaign, I think in the history of the world. Um, and it is highly funded and behind that, there are agents, infiltrators, and disruptors that are trying to break up those groups that are trying to resist. I mean, what's going on here is globally coordinated. It is highly capitalized, and it is harmonized in terms of the messaging, and it is full-on propaganda. Dana, there is, one of the things we uncovered was there's a peer-reviewed published manuscript coming out of Yale University for studies done in 2021, a clinical trial of 6,000 subjects, prospective six-month follow-up, where they tested out the messaging 
that they would deploy on us in order to compel us to get vaccinated and uh, to compel our colleagues to get vaccinated. They tested out the propaganda before they ever had the vaccine. Um, and what came out of that was this messaging that we've now become familiar with. You're going to kill grandma and all that. That was not based in science. That was based in propaganda science. Exactly. Talking with Dr. Robert Malone. Last um, last question for you on this. I, because we keep hearing now that there are all of these other RSV and different variants of the flu. And uh, I'm trying to remember, it was on CBS's Face the Nation. I'm trying to rem- uh, look at the attribute for this. But uh, arguing about, uh, there was one doctor who was arguing in a peak ca- in peaking cases right now and that the the typical cycle for the virus has changed because kids have been kind of removed from the circulation. And so people don't have, as a result of removing everyone, locking everyone down, and everyone was staying home, no one was really exposed to flu variants and other viruses and RSV. How much has that impacted? I mean, how, I guess I should say, how weak, you know, as a whole is our immune system now because we did not expose ourselves to these natural you know, every day, you know, these viruses, the flu, you know, other respiratory illnesses. That's not not really. So you're buying into their messaging. Okay. Um, Your your immune system, if you're not jabbed multiple times is doing just fine. Yeah, no, that was that. Yeah, that was my point. They, but my my question is how much damage to our immune system or how weak have we been made because we locked away and stayed home and didn't expose ourselves? That, That wasn't so the 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 Underlying that is the logic that is necessary to vaccinate annually for things okay. like flu. Um, and that's a lie, okay? That that put out for the same reason they're now wanting to have annual uh, coronavirus vaccination. That, that whole logic is built on the need for what's called warm base manufacturing. And the repeated influenza inoculations are there to basically build a market. Um, it has nothing to do with the science. And in fact, repeated influenza vaccination like this drives immune imprinting, the same problem we're having with the coronavirus, which is largely why the last influenza vaccine was only 18% effective. Yeah, I haven't gotten okay. that one. I don't get that either. I don't get the flu vaccine either. None of us do. <laughs> yeah. So, so and, and actually, I'm sorry to say... Uh, CDC, but I, I've worked for multiple flu vaccine companies. I know this business up one side and down the other. And immune imprinting has long been one of these forbidden topics. But like I said, this is important to understand. They are building, they're driving market by insisting on these annual vaccines because it's built on the theory that at some day we may have a really bad influenza like H1N1, 1918. But that's also not a valid argument because the death from the 1918 H1N1 was due to a mixed viral and bacterial infection, and we now have good antibiotics. So the whole thing is a house of cards that doesn't really withstand any scrutiny. And what it's what it's honestly about is if we don't maintain production of one of these vaccines uh, year in, year out, those facilities will will no longer be useful. We can't use them. And so in order to support this, we have to generate an artificial market and we do it through all this propaganda and hype that you have to get vaccinated annually for 
these RNA uh, respiratory viruses. And that is, you know, God's honest truth. I've been in the meetings. That's what's behind this. And uh, don't buy into it. Yeah. I think it's important to note, too, as Dr. Malone said, it is a business. I mean, it's in there's there's a businesses exist to make a profit, to generate a profit. And that's it is enormously profitable. And it's basically a cash cow monopoly. Yeah. You have a captive audience that's terrified. Yep. Exactly. You're exactly right. It plays off of fear porn. And of course, then they fund CNN and and CBS, etc. Yeah, how many ad, how many ads do you see Pfizer ads all over all over cable? And I'm just using that as the one example because I see that the most. I think maybe they have a bigger ad budget than the others. But Dr. Robert Malone, we always appreciate your time, and we appreciate your efforts to bring wider attention to the real story in these issues. So thank you so much. We're grateful for you. Always my pleasure, Dana. Thanks for having me on. Of course, take care. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app, weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. We're trying to figure out what to title the interview with Dr. Robert Malone to put on YouTube because they'll totally, totally suppress it. So my vote is that uh, what title would YouTube not suppress in something like What did I say originally? Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah. Whatever, whatever title YouTube would not, will not suppress and have that as the because they totally do every time, every single time we've put up a discussion with him. Especially with him. Yeah, especially with him. They hate him. Oh, they hate they they're big mad about him. So, I mean, I don't even know how. I don't know. I don't know what what to call it. So that's just that's I think that's what we'll we're going to call it, it. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Don't suppress us. Blah, blah, Dr. Mal- I don't know. It, it, it just is what it is. Uh, so this, I wanted to show, uh, Elon Musk tweeted that he was entering Twitter HQ. I don't know why he's carrying a kitchen sink, but I'm okay with it. Totally fine with it. Uh, and I can't wait for everybody. I just want there to be photos of everybody leaving the building crying when the cuts come. Yes. I just, I'm going to need that. If people are there, going to need those so bad. Like do let's, us all a solid. Let's start a water bottle company. Just call it Twitter tears. Oh. <gasps> That oh, would I would totally drink that. Yeah. yeah. It it actually would increase your voice a couple octaves and make it more shrill. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah. I mean, I'm just making that claim baselessly. So, but that's not disinformation because it's not. It'll be whatever I want it to be. Oh, man. So this, uh, yeah, we're trying to figure out what to call that video. So I don't know. So if you look for it and you see a weird title, just know that's what it is. And you know what? You're going to have to skirt it in the description too, Kane. Yeah, I know. I've already done that. Like we talked to Dr. Robert Malone about kittens and sunshine. <laughs> That's, I mean, really. Because you think they were going to watch it? I don't know. I'm like taking over your today in stupidity time, but just FYI. Today in stupidity. All right, we can find something short uh, from the Oz Fetterman debate. Um, oh, let's, man. Let's just choose this one. As lieutenant governor, you're running for a seat that could decide the balance of power in Washington. What qualifies you to be a U.S. Senator? You have 60 seconds. Hi, good night, everybody. Oh, well, there it was. There you have it, right there. there. Good night, that's, this, the, that's the debate, right? This is a perfect fitting thing to end the show with. Like, <laughs> Putting on the reds, yeah. just so. Folks, that does it for us tonight. <laughs> so I may, make sure you put, make sure you go and sign up for the newsletter, chapter and verse over at Substack. And I will be back behind the mic with you tomorrow. God bless.